0: Welcome, business geeks, to the Business Geeks Podcast. We don't have any music today because there was a snafu with the music, and I'm working on it. We will get back to the music when the time is right. In the meantime, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing <laughs> my guest, and my co-host here on the Business Geeks Podcast, Jennifer Crawford of Co. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I am doing
1: good and I am a little. Why not
0: great? Why not great? Come on. Okay,
1: I'll say great. I I just, I didn't want to, you know, use too much of a superlative, but Joe, I finally, I finally had a TikTok. I don't want to say it went viral because I don't know that it qualifies, but I finally had a TikTok that has over 14,000 views and i am just that's my win for the week i'm done i'm done i don't have to done. do I don't take, like accomplish anything else
0: take the rest of the week off is it thursday take friday off it's saturday is like thursday. <laughs>
1: is <Thursday's laughs> new friday anyway i will after this i'm just checking out for a while
0: good you just you deserve it that is that is awesome so yeah i don't know that i would call that viral but depending on what niche niche that's in right that you could consider that viral like if you were like I want to hit all the dentists across America. Well, how many dentists are there in America? I don't really okay. know, right, yeah, but that's a good fourteen thousand is probably a good percentage of the amount of dentists in the country.
1: Yeah, so so that was good because you know my business partner and I we started our TikTok channel I don't know several months ago, but it hasn't really gained any traction. We're not real familiar with TikTok, and you know we certainly aren't being like super creative with like the trends or anything. So. We were still sort of finding our way. So we kind of having the success and Joe, I'm sure you can speak to this better than I can, but the good thing about going viral is not because it's like, oh my God, I'm going to be TikTok famous, but it told us who we should be speaking to. So we were on the right platform, but talking to the right audience. So we were using, we were trying, attempting, attempting to use TikTok to speak to business owners, potential clients. And what this successful TikTok taught us is that we really should have been speaking to potential parent VAs, so stay-at-home moms. And, and that's what that TikTok, who that TikTok was speaking to. So we sort of switched our whole strategy on that channel. And I was curious, I know we have a lot to talk about, but I was curious from your experience if you've had the same type of on YouTube, if your audience reaction guides your content or gave you any sort of revelation on what content you should be producing.
0: Yeah. So I am not, you know, of the TikTok verse at the moment. I need to be. I I have lots of plans to fold like the YouTube shorts and the tiktoks and maybe the instagram reels or whatever into Uh into what i do to help like grow the channel but that's like not my main driving force right so it does take a bit of time to add that to my repertoire since i release you know five videos a week like one daily and then on fridays i do four videos in one day plus this show on our channel you know there's, there's a lot a lot going on so to take the time to be able to like Find the clip that makes sense to make that to be a short TikTok video. No,
1: no, I totally get that. But the question was, yes. <laughs> in, on your YouTube channel, have you had an experience where maybe, you know, your videos weren't performing so well, and then you produced a piece of content that did, and did that, in you know, change the way you produce content or who you were talking to? I was just wondering if, if you had any of that same experience where... You're like, oh, this is what people want. I should do more of this.
0: Yeah. So, YouTube gives you what I was get allu- was getting to, Jennifer. Was, I'm very impatient, <laughs> Joe. I don't have time for a long, drawn out answer. I know <laughs> you're impatient. To and, the that, point. and that's what I, part of what I love about you. Um, <laughs> so, YouTube it gives you extensive analytics. And, you know, actually I actually just started up a YouTube mastermind this past week. Actually, today, yesterday was the first training and mastermind class, right? And one of the things that we talk about in that training and mastermind is looking at the data, right? And it's hard when you don't have any data, right? Like you were just saying, like, well, we didn't really have a lot of traction to go on. You're just testing and plotting and seeing what works, Right. And then once you get that data, at least in YouTube world, you can start to look at like, okay, what's the click-through rate on that, right? So for in my case, like just one example of it is my thumbnails used to all have my face in it. So I was like, oh, that's what all the big YouTubers do. And like it's good from a branding standpoint and it's got me in the video and blah, blah, blah. But guess what? People didn't click on the video. So as much as they clicked on it once I took my face off of that thumbnail, right? So – All of a sudden, it's like, oh, wow, like I did one test. I took my most popular video. And for like two hours, I took my face off the thumbnail. And the jump was it was enormous in the click through rate. Right. And then I was like, oh, well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going back to all 200, you know, videos and taking my face out of the thumbnail. And I spent the time to do that. And that was a big game. You know, that's just one example of game changing uh, analysis that you get from looking at the analytics in the case of I don't know, again, I don't know if TikTok analytics it gives you, but if you know that this type of content is working for you and it's reaching that audience and you're gaining followers from that, then, yeah, I think that you need to look at and say, okay, what's the follow up? What can we do to follow up with this and and see if we can get another hit on our hands and then get another hit? And another hit, So much pressure.
1: Hit. It, that was the pressure. And you're right. Like it, it's not like 14,000 views is not great, but that's, that was a jump not, from not like, you know, we got like 500 or 600 views. That was a good TikTok for us. Like that's, that's kind of where we were, but we, most of our TikToks were a lot less than that. So to jump to like a 14,000 viewed TikTok, that was a big jump for us. It was like, oh, we're doing something right, finally. But now there's the pressure of, like, okay, so what can we do? You, you know, like, oh, like, how can we you both use the momentum and the intelligence to make that keep happening? It's very, it's very stressful. I <laughs> do oh, you know how I feel about it yet. And then plus you're also, as you know, you're responding to comments and the engagement, which, Yeah, that just comes with the territory. And it's actually, you know, great. I loved I love doing it. I had some great interactions, but time consuming, too. I was like, oh, TikTok used to not take any time. Now it's like I've been, you know, focused on it for a couple of days. So yeah, yeah.
0: Content creation is no joke, folks. It isn't. And I mean, you know better than even I know because you ran the social media rescue business where all you focused on was the comments. You didn't even create the posts for people, you know, for businesses. So, you know, look, I used to think, you know, this whole like, why do these creators on YouTube not reply to the comments? How do you not reply to the comments? I can already see it happening now where it becomes such a wave of comments that it's not... It's not logistically possible for me to literally be able to hit every single comment. I try my best, but it's just not feasible as one person doing it all as the wave continues to grow and wash over you. So and and there's a lot I mean, like just going through the analytics. In fact, I have like 20 tabs open right now in one browser window that a, a bunch of old videos that are performing well. But I want to go back now, look at the retention graph of those and start selectively editing them down rather than me going and re recording them because it'll take me probably a little less time. And these videos already have traction in the algorithm rather than me taking it down and like having a fresh video go up. So there's things there's like little things like that, but it's like, I that takes time. And that goes right back to, well, Joe, why don't you create shorts? Why don't you get on TikTok? Because it takes time to do that. Like it's not a I did not thing. ask that question, by the way. I did not ask why you were
1: not
0: on TikTok. No, I'm no no, no. I'm sure you get asked it a lot. I do. People. Well, no, no, I, I do get asked that question. And like, oh, why don't you create, you know, some shorts? And I And I want to. It's not that my desire to do it isn't there. But the amount of time that I have available with having two kids and a wife and two businesses, plus third one on the way, not a third kid, but a third, you know, business venture on the way with other fringe things going on. There's just not enough Joe energy to go around. And that kind of sucks. So
1: that's when you have to delegate, Joe, you need people, you need people to help.
0: I do. I definitely will be getting there probably in the not too distant future. But with that said, I think that leads us into a really good. So I sent you this this message that I didn't ask if I could read this on the air or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not going to okay. use the name of the person, but the one okay. I sent you earlier today, right?
1: The comments? Yes. But okay.
0: the, well, that was, it was actually a personal message written to me oh, on Facebook. You? So it was, okay. it was a direct DM or whatever you call them on Facebook messages, a message sent okay. on Facebook. Oh, okay. You're
1: going to share this.
0: Okay. I am going to share, I'm not going to share the whole thing, but I I, I wanted to point out a couple things about that message that really stood out to me as being just so, so awesome and a huge reminder to me and to everybody who creates content and everybody that has a business. And you know, like, look well, I get lots of comments on the channel. I love them. I feature one in almost every single video that I create. And I love to do that. But this person decided to reach out to me personally and say i wanted to personally reach out to you i'm not an entrepreneur well the whole thing is you know super entrepreneur right it's right here it's on my hat right, right. and but the thing is is the advice and the information that's being distributed through my channel doesn't necessarily speak to just entrepreneurs right So this person, I'm not an entrepreneur, just a blue collar family man working night shift at a distribution center. I do appreciate you and support your YouTube channel and appreciate how you give genuine, intelligent and knowledgeable statements on your channel with the Shark Tank episodes. I watch one of your episodes or uh, one of the episodes on your channel on my lunch break every night. Oh, so sweet. Right. I'm not going to go into everything else that's it, but that I wanted to point out is just one of the things that, like, no matter how big any of us get, right? No matter how many tens of thousands, millions of views that we get on TikTok, plays on TikTok, or anywhere, that we never forget that it's really about one person, right? It's about the person that we're speaking to, and it's about us doing the best that we can to provide as much as we possibly can for those people. And because they are real people, just like we're real people. And when I receive those really negative, nasty comments, in some cases, a lot of times it seems like people are like taken back that I even read that. And I take a thoughtful approach to respond to that. Because I'm a real person, too. I'm not playing a character. This This is real life, yo, you know, like, this is how it is. And I just think that you know, we run into these types of things where it's like, well, we don't have the time to always be able to make that. But I think when when somebody takes the time to like write like a, a really thoughtful message that you do what you can to to be able to reply to it. And yeah, so I, I greatly appreciate it. I took the time this morning to reply to that message and yeah. uh, and now we've become friends. <laughs> you know, having you see, that, that conversation. Say,
1: I could tell from that message and the fact that he delivered it privately, like he took the time to do that. This is a a person with great character, great character. I would want to be their friend.
0: Yeah. And it was really easy a decision when I looked at their Facebook wall and I saw lots of positive messages, lots of supportive messages and things of that nature. So being super is all about, right? Bringing the best out of yourself and the people around you.
1: Yeah. There's plenty of negativity in the world. It's so easy to to knock somebody down for the heck of it. I think it says more about the person, you know, spewing the negativity than the person who's at the other end of the that negativity. I hope your trolls find happiness.
0: I do too. I I do, I, I, I I do too. too. I do too. I ever I always say, and this comes up like anytime we're talking about like relationships and things and things things that don't work out. Everybody deserves to be happy, period. Full stop. Yeah. That's it. You, like they get to be happy too, you get to be happy. Maybe you weren't happy together. Maybe, you know, you're not... Something's not going right. But like, I get to be happy. You get to be happy. The person watching, listening, hating what they hear, you know, I want them to be happy too. Life's too short to not be happy. Yeah.
1: And if you don't like the content, life's too short to watch content you don't enjoy. Just scroll to the next video. You know, you don't... Nobody's making you consume content that
0: you don't like well that, that was the the meme that was was it like somebody said like oh you know i forgot i didn't realize that joe was like taking over youtube and forcing people to watch things and i posted the uh I you ever see right? captain phillips yeah no. look at me look at me look at me yeah. i'm the captain now <laughs> <laughs> i am the captain <laughs> so we have a question that came in here do you want to take a stab at how to pronounce this name to pay? To pay?
1: To pay? Yeah, to pay. That's how I would. Sorry sure. if I'm wrong. It's a, I better love you, all the better you than me, Jen. <laughs> I, love, I love all the vowels. I love all the vowels. Any advice on how to use social media to market bath and body products? It's so hard. LOL. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I don't know when you joined the conversation, but we started out a little bit early talking about TikTok, and I think. TikTok, I don't know, Joe, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think TikTok is an amazing place for you to create content and build an audience. Um, There are so many collaborations and communities and I have been amazed at so many inspirational stories that are happening in real time on TikTok. These content creators and their small businesses, just by creating content and building that community on TikTok They amazing things have happened. Just this morning, there is a woman, she's a Hispanic house cleaner and she started her TikTok channel just sharing cleaning tips and cleaning hacks. And she got a huge following. And in a lot of her TikToks, she mentioned the Scrub Daddy, Shark Tank. There you go. It's because she used the Scrub Daddy in a lot of her her cleaning techniques. So... She also shared that she had a client who with- you know unfortunately has terminal cancer who did not want to leave her house a mess. She wanted to get it cleaned and organized so when she passed it would not be a burden to her family, which is i mean so selfless yeah, um, that's you know, scrub daddy scrub daddy you know was following her at this point because she was showcasing their product and her you know her following was huge. So Scrub Daddy came in on a partnership and they are paying to have this woman's like kitchen redone and her whole house, you know, basically just a whole bunch of home improvement projects are going going down and Scrub Daddy is sponsoring it. The same woman also has now her own line of cleaning products. And I've come across multiple TikTokers with huge followings who follow her, who are supporting her by sharing her cleaning products, talking about how they're purchasing them. So she is doing so great, but it's it's the power of the platform. It is such a great space to share things, particularly things that you are creating by hand, like these bed and, these bath and body products. I would love to see you on TikTok if you're not already. That's the only advice I'm going to give you because it's I think it's all you need.
0: No, I don't disagree. I I mean, TikTok is a great place for that. Instagram is a great place for that. Depending on who the target market is for the specific bath and body products, Facebook can be that place. It's an older, you know, demographic that you're going after. Facebook, well, Facebook is, yeah, but that's, that's where the older generation is. You're like, you're not on Facebook if you're not over 40, right? TikTok
1: surpassed Google in the number of searches, Joe. Do I need to remind you the power of TikTok? Get on the TikTok train. Yes. Facebook.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm just going by the, the demographics of the age groups, right? And that sense. But yeah, I think, you know, to me, video is always going to be better in most cases than photos. I mean, even Instagram has admitted like, hey, you know, the photo game here on from here on out is pretty much dead. We want video. Stop giving us <laughs> more or less. Stop giving us photos. It's not they're nice, cute, awesome. But no, we we want the videos. Right. right. That's where the eyeballs, that's where the attention is going. But I am of the mindset that, that you know, things will come back around to photos because, Look, who would have thought that Instagram would be a thing because at that point we already had video. Like video was I mean, it wasn't as fluent as it is now from a bandwidth standpoint, right? But it existed and I mean, now there's more people that have the bandwidth to be able to play those videos. But to me, I think things will just will ultimately come back around. Look, like just you know, take one example like weddings, right? Where it's like just because you have a videographer videoing the whole wedding doesn't mean you don't get a photographer. We're not at like 16k resolution where you could like at at like 120 frames a second where you can literally just pick your photos from the video that was you know that was taken and have it be the same you know quality or resolution that you know an actual just the photograph would be. So so we're not quite there. But when it comes to to marketing, I am a big believer in you know. Putting your personality into it, letting people, especially if you're a smaller business and don't have like tons of marketing dollars to shove a message down people's throats to the point where they they, they remember everything that you're know, putting out there. So to me, like adding your personal touch, you are something that's different than like anybody else. Like everybody makes soap. I mean, I don't make soap, but, but lots of people make soaps. Lots of people make bath bombs. Lots of people make smelly things to go in the bathroom pleasantly smelly things to go in the bathroom and you know the thing that differentiates you is it might be the product to a you know and it might be a product to a certain extent but what really differentiates you is you and making sure that you know the customer builds that bond with you in fact i was literally just interviewing the meat candy people that were on shark tank this past friday right like an hour before i did this show and or before i got here And the, you know, one of the things we talked about was like, you know, them being the differentiator, but from them to like Cameo, right? Because Cameo does a lot of the same things, but like they are that differentiator and their personalities, their hustle, their everything plays into that. So yes, marketing is hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it. If owning a business was easy, everyone would do it. Everyone doesn't do it. And that's okay. But that's what's got to make, you know, that's how you got to be able to push through to figure out that messaging that applies. What I my suggestion would be, you know, we talked a little bit about target market and all that, I would go get my avatar workbook, right? So go to superjoeparter.com slash avatar, 64 questions. And in those 64 questions, it'll help you figure out like, not just if they're an iPhone person or an Android person, which Android phone and why are they that? And what part of that marketing is working to, towards that person so that you can, like, quickly, like, ooh, like, I can identify that and take that and take pieces and basically steal it to put it into your marketing?
1: Hey, if you have a link to your bath and body products,
0: oh, drop, ding, ding. It,
1: drop it in the chat. Take advantage of these opportunities, people. You could be marketing right now.
0: Yes, I have no problem with that. Please, please oh, feel I'm sorry. What about was that? I supposed
1: to ask permission. I, uh, I'm sorry.
0: You are terrible at asking permission, Jen. Uh, I, have,
1: I might ask for forgiveness, but I probably won't even ask for that. <laughs>
0: no, I wouldn't expect you to. Wouldn't expect you to. The Droider asks: uh, Is is it that beneficial to move out of California to Texas or Florida for the lower taxes, Jen? Well, I, I'm not an accountant. Well, okay, okay. Go ahead, <laughs> this, this
1: question, I know there's so much to unpack. Ha, ha, ha.
0: No, I so look. I always start with you, right? Start like, can you live in Texas? Do you want to live in Florida? There's benefits to it other than taxes, and there's also drawbacks to it other than tax. You know, then well, taxes is is actually a benefit. because There's no income taxes in those in those states. Yeah, so I think it I, to me it could, it depends on you personal choice, weather, family, you know, why are you living in California to begin with? Do you want to Finance move away from your family? Well, California is very expensive in in general. Yeah, but
1: if, I mean, but if say he's in California and his house is paid for, he's making a good living. And I mean, who doesn't want to lower their taxes? Like, but like how how critical is lower, are lowering your expenses? Like, are you like on the edge of like homelessness Then get on that train or that bus and move? But I agree with you, Joe. There's so many factors. That's why I'm, you know, I I acted frustrated because I'm like, how in the I was only frustrated because I was like, how in the world am I supposed to know? Because we have so many questions. Which again, feel free to you know answer in the chat. But there's so much I don't know about your situation. I would love to help, but I get frustrated when I can't help. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take the anger out on the Droider. It was really just. You know, my own toxic personality coming out. So sorry.
0: Oh, Jen, stop. There's no toxic. Person. Look, I, I I really do think it starts with you. And it also depends on how much money we're talking about, right? Like, I mean, I know people that have moved to, to Puerto Rico for no taxes. And cheaper. Well, living. it's not
1: just taxes, right? It's the cost of housing that, you know, like expensive across the board, more expensive across the board to live in, in California.
0: It is. Yeah, it is. But, I, but how about schooling? Like if you have kids, you know, Florida schools I've looked in, I, you know, I've looked in the, at least around the Orlando area. It's hard to get a good grade school and high school in the same district. You can get one, but you're not going to get the other. Right. So you're either going to be moving at some point to like get that good school district or you're, you know, it, it's a, or it's maybe homeschooling. Like there's so many factors and I'd love for you to fill in the chat, like what else, what other, I, you know, yeah. things there are to that, because you know, we, lower it, taxes it. is great, but also, again, it, really, to me, it comes down to how much money are you making. If you're making, you know, if we're talking about millions of dollars, yeah, yeah, it might be, it might actually be worth it. But is it worth giving up, you know, living your family? Is it worth giving up what you already have? Is it worth like, is it worth giving up the people that you know there that li- you know live around you, like? Those are things that to me are very valuable. And living in New Jersey, it's very expensive. I mean, look, you're no stranger to expensive. You live in DC, Jen. So, oh, yeah. I live very expensively. Right. And I mean, maybe not, we're not like California expensive, but we're, you know, we're pretty, it's pretty, it's not cheap. I mean, compared to like the, you can move to like, you know, St. Louis or something like that. You know, in that sense. But Dave says, "Hey, Dave, it's good to see you. I've heard that about that before about Florida schools. How bad could they be? So, I have a lot of friends that live in Florida that moved to Florida from other states all over the country. That some only a couple of them actually have kids in school. How bad could it be? I I don't know. I mean, we all think. Well, I mean, maybe it's just my South Jersey brain, but." We, you know, we all think we had like the worst school experience ever. And like what, you know, what was all that money for and, and all that. But like in hindsight, like the school system here is actually pretty good, like comparatively speaking across the country. So, but anybody could have a bad teacher, a bad experience. I don't know. I I would look it up. There is a site that you can like look that kind of stuff up, like crime rates, like by towns, by uh, counties and things and make decisions based on that. I also think it, it depends on, is it strategic, For strategic, like strategically makes sense to move to Texas or Florida, right? Cause you're going from the you know West coast time to East coast time. So in, you know, that makes a big, that can make a big difference as well on your business, depending on how it operates hours that it's supposed to operate. You know, if you, if your target demographics on the West coast or what, you know, Pacific time, now you're on east coast time guess what you're open you know you're, you're staying up three hours later you know you're working three hours later starting well, maybe three hours later?
1: like you're going from a liberal state to not liberal you know state like that that would influence my decision as well
0: yeah i mean Dave asked, wow but what i guess what uh what about freedom i heard that that dc is under super lockdown is that true i I have other friends that live in D.C. that say like some of the restaurants like you unless you have a like you're vaccinated, you can't go into the restaurant.
1: Yeah, I think in in D.C. they ask for proof of vaccination. I'm in the suburbs outside of D.C. So I haven't been to a restaurant yet that in, you know, Fairfax County that requires it. Mm. People generally wear masks. Most businesses don't require them, but ask that but suggest that you wear them and ask that you wear them if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, I went to a play where in DC and proof of vaccine, no, it wasn't even in DC, it was outside of DC also. also. And proof of vaccination was required when you came in. I I was totally cool with that. So, yeah, it's not so bad. I mean, I can leave my house and everything. It's okay. okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks, Steve.
0: I mean, look, it's definitely a different situation than being in Florida or in Texas when it comes to that kind of stuff. And obviously, this is not a political show. So like, we're and honestly, I don't think any of this should be political politicized in general, uh, personally, but you know, that that's the way that it's the the narrative has gone, unfortunately. And to me, you know, I think that if if that's your reason, then taxes probably isn't on your mind. But but again, I think it comes down to like how much money are you spending in taxes? And does that does it like does it outweigh the benefits of where you live? Like I'll give you an example. Graham Stephan on YouTube, you know, he's been doing videos for a long time, personal finance and business. And if you have in mostly personal finance, stocks, investments, real estate, and that kind of stuff. And I would go check him out. He recently, like in the last year bought a plot of land in Las Vegas and moved from his house in L.A. He's lived in L.A. all of his life. He was on the show selling Sunset or whatever that was on Bravo or something. And, you know, so that's so he finally, after like all these years of living there for like 28 years of his life, he packed up and moved to to Las Vegas. And because, you know, mostly cuz of the taxes and because he's still only like 4 or 5 hours away from from his friends and family. Though know, he can take a, the long drive with this Tesla that drives itself all the way all the way to LA and make it work. So, you know, I think that's just something that you have to to think about as uh you know, uh, as Dave points out here, like if I wasn't married, I'd live everywhere and nowhere. There's no rule about living in one state, one city or country. No, yeah. I, absolutely. Right. And if, if I wasn't married and had family and kids, because like we talked about the idea of like, well, if, you know, if my business is doing well enough, why don't we just go and like live the, the Airbnb life?
1: Yeah. Sell the house talked, or rent our house. A huge move. We've talked about he making a huge move. Selling our... House in the suburbs and getting a, a small farm. So yeah, we're we're looking at that. Just quality of life.
0: Yeah. You know? It's you know, there's so many things to think about, like when you're talking about up and up and moving. Mm-hmm. And unless you're like Elon Musk, where you'd be like, I'll just hop on a plane and go see my friends and family when I want to. Because <laughs> I could be there in four hours, you know, or two uh, an hour and a half on a plane ride from Texas, like I mean we don't all get to live that life, right? Dave says he would RV it. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I wouldn't mind that either, right? And maybe someday when my kids are grown up, I can make that decision. But right now, that's not in the cards for me personally. Yeah. So, how do you say? It? Is it Yvette, y- 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 Yves? Yves? Uh, Yves? Eves,
1: maybe? Eves? have. Um, have She'll have to tell us if, who got it right. I yes. would say. I would say Yves.
0: Eves. Okay, so uh, Cone says, and I might be saying that wrong. I don't know. I'm really bad with names, and I and I apologize. Uh, Okay. Says hello. Thank you for what you are doing. You're a great inspiration. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that so much. You know, like I was talking about earlier with getting a personal message from somebody who isn't not an entrepreneur. I it literally means the world to me. It validates everything that I do. And the lady got it right. So Eves, go Jen. So, you know, it literally validates everything that I do. And it means more to me than the money. It means more to me than, than almost like literally anything. Appreciation is almost everything to me. Right. And that, you know, so I, I'm so glad to hear that the you know this is an inspiration. You know, the channel is an inspiration to you and and helping you. And that's that's like literally what we're here to do. You know, Shark Tank is just a vehicle, right? Like that's the vehicle to get where I want to go, which is helping more entrepreneurs become super entrepreneurs, helping more people become super people, and and just going where they want to go. You know, if 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 you're not an entrepreneur, climb that corporate ladder, right? Get you know, take this advice. Implement it into the business that you're already the structure that you're already in. Look smarter doing it. Take the credit. I don't really care. It's not that big of a deal to me. Go and do it. Right. That's that's what that's what I'm doing it for. That's you know that's that means everything. So after sucking up, <laughs> Eve says, "I have a decision concerning building a prototype. One builder in China. One build. Oh, thanks Siri. You're the se- second time you've interrupted me today." in an interview or, or on a call i have a decision concerning building a prototype one builder in china asked for asked for 1100 i assume that's 1100 dollars, and the other in mexico asked for 500 dollars. i don't know who to choose can you help me with that wow okay so that there's all i mean there's a lot to unpack there so i would start with like the references what what examples do they have of what they've been able to turn out can you get samples of those things like they probably have samples like literally hanging around like the shelves of there right of things that they've made so i want to see the quality of those like maybe if you could send me the finished product and send me what your what your prototype of that looked like then i could you know maybe at least make a decision based on an educated a more educated decision on like what am i actually getting you know gonna get here with the final you know product that they ended up shipping with assuming that they went with them i'm sure they somebody had to have gone with them you know but it also comes down to how much money you need or have at the moment right 500 but there's a pretty big difference there if, if you don't have that much money to spend but cheap is not always better right jen
1: Cheap is not always better. I'd, I'd be curious about turnaround time as well, because time mm. to me is is money. It actually, you know, it's worth more than money. So I would, and maybe you've already asked these questions. Obviously, we don't have all the information here, but turnaround time would be really important. You know, having a, a solid reputation, no issues with supply chains, all of that. So, oh, you're welcome, Eves.
0: Yes, you are so welcome. Let's see how. How can I get in contact telephonic with you? If you go to super if you go to uh click on the contact button, just you know, send me an email and we'll be in contact and we'll get something scheduled up to do like a video chat or voice chat through that. Like yeah, through one of the services. So I'd be happy to chat, happy to see what what I can do, what I can bring to the table and and go from there. So I'm I'm interested to hear what the prototype is and you know the you know, the business that you're building is that... always exciting when there's something new on the horizon right because we we get like that rush of dopamine because you're like building excuse me building up to something that's you know coming out whether it's you know apparel books you know whatever courses products whatever you got coming up an event you know the dopamine rush is always awesome to to you know to have Let's see. Mikey says, I choose not to take the jet man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I would uh, that or the helicopter. Did you hear we had a helicopter fall out of the sky here uh oh, the other no. day? Yeah, everybody sur- well, I don't know if everybody survived so f- completely just yet, but everybody made it out alive, just some oh, sustained wow. serious injuries, and it literally landed next to a, a church. Like at the like literally on the steps of the church oh, yeah wow. crazy 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 so yeah wow. i helicopters i don't I, i've never actually been in the hel- have you been in a helicopter jen
1: no i am not a risk taker <laughs> not that kind of risk taker all my risk is with business but with my precious life no i'm not bungee jumping i'm not i'm not jumping off cliffs for any reason no helicopters for
0: me yeah i don't i don't know if i would do it i would be nervous the whole time i I'd be doing Whatever. the uh, the tying of the two female and like from Jurassic Park, <laughs> like because because Dr. Grant can't get the get the seatbelt on. Dave says, "Small farm, come to upstate New York. Beautiful here."
1: I have family in upstate New York. I grew up spending summers in upstate New York. Absolutely, Dave, one of the most beautiful places. I would love to live there. But speaking of taxes. <laughs> New York. I actually almost moved upstate New York in the Finger Lakes region, and had my husband and I had were writing the contract on the house, and they told us what the payment on the house was. It was years ago, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what is this payment?" It was so much more than I was than I was expecting. They're like, "Oh no, this is your your you know property taxes," and I was like, "You can you can rip up this." This contract, we are going back. We're going back to Northern Virginia. <laughs> um, true story. True story. I love visiting upstate New York. I don't know uh, what part of upstate New York you're in, Dave, but i I would love to have a farm in upstate New York. But I don't think it's in the cards.
0: Mm. Dave says, "Wasn't it a medevac back, uh, helicopter? It actually was, and there was a baby on board.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, somebody's
1: having some really bad luck that today. <laughs> you know, you're in the medev- you know, in the medevac, and your medevac." crashes that's just
0: <sighs> yeah but that everybody funny. like, said so everybody survived uh definitely critical issue injuries dealt so i don't i haven't yeah. checked the news but it's on the I like it's, still, it's been like a day it's been almost two full days and they haven't moved the helicopter yet because they want to so, you know make this fuselage font fa- like perfect so that they can inspect it to figure out like what the heck happened there
1: what happened wow so scary
0: eve says ding ding let's see uh the droider says fair enough guys the, and by the way your channel the, your channel joe is super great thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, the droider. I I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah.
1: Thanks, droider. I hope I didn't ruin our relationship before it even got started.
0: Uh, (laughs) Al Williams is in the house. What's up, Super Al? Hope you're doing well. says, hello, why people love when you give them a like on Instagram, but never answer when you ask them a business question on their DM. So I've had this happen to me so we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier with like the, just the sure sheer amount of people that are reaching out and breaking through that noise with a question or with an offer or with even just a sincere message can sometimes be really, really tough, you know? And I mean, I've sent emails to I don't want to name, I don't I should I probably shouldn't name names. I've sent emails to like some big, big ish YouTubers and while I know I can see that they opened my email, they never actually responded to my email. And as the months went by, I, I kind of see why, because they were doing sto- they were taking their 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 content in a in a, d- a slightly different direction than what I was going to be able to bring to the table, especially as a small time creator. Yeah. So that, for me, that's that's. It's really, I think it just comes down to time. I mean, it's tough to give, to be able to respond to every single comment and every single message. Like I want to, but then I would never literally get anything else done. And, and I see that like when people post new videos, they'll say like in the video, they'll be like, Hey, in the first hour that this video goes live, I'll be in, I'll be down there in the comments. And then like, that's it. So like, if you commented there, maybe you get seen. Now those people have literally thousands of emails co- or comments coming in, in the first hour to two hours three hours it's just insane like like yeah. i so here's the inside thing right i was going and i still might i was i put it out there that i was going to do a discord ch- server are you are from i've mentioned to you what discord is right it's kind of like slack
1: you have i've never explored it so i my my knowledge is minimal
0: so it's like Slack, right? But you, you know, I was like, "Oh, well, you know, maybe if if somebody buys a book, like a digital book, they'll get access to this Discord server and then I can be a part of that and go into it." But then I started thinking about the moderation of that cuz it's literally chat rooms and you keep, like yeah, I don't I'm like, "Ah oh, god, I don't know if I want to do all that." Like maybe, you know, I'd rather have a message board cuz message boards are a little easier for me to read. 'Cause you're not like, oh, I was asleep all night and I had, you know, my all of my audience from India, a lot, you know, hearty India. But like, if you all showed up at once and started chatting and I'm like sleeping in the middle of the night, then I'd have to like I'd feel obligated to like catch up through the chat. And I'm a very slow reader. So for what? me, it this it would actually turn into more of a nightmare unless I had somebody like that literally all they did was moderate it and I can like just come in and you know, answer a couple of things here and there, and interact, and and that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's just so, yeah. Like to me, it like gave me anxiety just thinking about. It.
1: It's it's very anxious, you know. And as as business owners, anybody really, there are more communication channels than ever that we need to monitor. So I was asking, well, why do you love you know a like, and you can't you know, but not replying to my question in DM. Well. I like your like because I don't have to do. I mean, you know, I don't have to do anything after you like. It's like there's nothing required of me. And if you comment, as opposed to a DM, then I like that more than a DM because it shows engagement and that helps the algorithm, if nothing else. And hopefully, I'll have time to answer. But a private DM, I mean, I mean, all the points that Joe made. Like people are really busy. They don't necessarily have the time. They don't necessarily see it, depending on how much engagement they get and how how popular they are, they just might not see it. And I think everybody has to keep in mind that, you know, nobody owes you a response, right? Like they're not required to respond. And I know that sounds really harsh, but I'm only saying that in the sense that, you know, we kind of have to realize that there are, there is so much being thrown at everybody, not just business owners, but everybody and, you know, we, our first response probably shouldn't be to be impatient or angry or upset about it. Heck, one of my neighbors just got responded to one of my emails from nine months ago. I just assumed they didn't like me. It turned out they just got lost in their inbox. So, yeah, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. That's no, that,
0: that is a perfect that. See, right there. That is a perfect example we were talking about this in Sam's mastermind about like inbox, you know, emails and and things like that. And, and I was like, look, the the reason, you know, the, the reason that your marketing email doesn't necessarily get through is because people don't respect their inbox. People Mm -hmm. have like 20,000 emails, 40,000, a hundred thousand emails in their inbox. They don't respect their inbox. So, you know for you to break through like it's it could be really hard because not everyone's an inbox zero like me which i'll tell you like right now i'll give you a full disclosure right now i have 12 emails in my inbox the oldest email goes back to november 22nd which i still need to get something done with but i it, it gives me anxiety so much so that i'm clicking on the two that aren't important and i just deleted them so now i have 10 and that still gives me anxiety so it's really it's yeah, it's really tough on people like me that want to respond to everything and, and are completionists at heart and all of that, you know? Yeah. Dave asks, Joe, I got here late. Can you reintroduce your guest? Well, she's not my guest. She is my co host.
1: Nope. And you just you missed it, Dave. I'm sorry, we have to move on. We can't I'm just kidding. (laughs) Get here on time next time. Okay, Dave. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sarcasm's my middle name. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Introduce yourself.
1: Oh, well, Dave, nice to meet you. I'm Jennifer Crawford. Uh, Joe and I met ages ago and have been business friends ever since. But I have a company called Sparent. It's a made-up word, but we are a virtual assistant agency that is powered entirely by a talent pool of stay-at-home moms. And and that's my current business. And I have been a business owner-entrepreneur since I was 19. So... Happy to be
0: here. Oh yes, I, I love
1: dogs and the mountains and hiking
0: and long walks. Long in walks park. on the <laughs>
1: because I am very sensitive to the sun. Oh, uh, I love reading All right, I think that's enough. Like, I, you you get the essence.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know what? Like, and she is part of. So we did this, Dave. If you, you know, if you're anybody watching this, especially that's coming from my channel. The business geeks have been around. We started right before the pandemic in like January 2020, and which is a couple of weeks of doing the show. The pandemic, I'm sorry, the illness hit. Please don't demonetize this video. And and you know we just we were run through the ringer trying to get this off the ground and and all of these things. So it's it's we we took a break at the end of 2020 because I think we were all we were all very much exhausted and at the end of 2021 it came up like hey like when you guys doing that show again and getting back together and so you know i stream it to my channel sam streams it to her channels jen doesn't stream it to any channels
1: i'm horrible
0: yeah it's okay jen it's all right but between the three of us we have like a century of business experience and and right isn't that i'm gonna ding for that i think it's true And and yeah, so it's really, it's, to me, it's incredible to be able to bring two amazing other business owners, one from DC, one from Sydney, Australia, and me, you know, outside of the (laughs) Jersey and and put us all together to be able to, to deliver these, these answers. And we don't, we all have different expertise, right? Like Jen, your first business was when you started, you were 17, 19, 19. Okay.
1: 19 oh okay a couple of you want to know the name of my business it's sparent, so it's parent with an s on the front Sparent.co is the website yes
0: say that name again i had a va in the philippines and she was great i recommend va's big time awesome that is awesome 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 i want to (laughs) oh you said the company but there's i know there's a delay so he's He's gonna get the message.
1: Oh, okay. I can't type in the chat, so that's why I'm not answering. Oh, you can't there. type in the chat. Yeah. Oh, no.
0: Okay. That's that's good to know. So Eve's asked, and we didn't even get to the thing that I wanted to talk about this week. We've <laughs> the, got
1: we've got people with questions, Joe. Who cares
0: what we wanted to talk about? Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about Lucy. But we'll um, talk. We we'll talked we'll like two it. two minutes of that. So Eve says, "What's to prevent a venture capitalist to from stealing your SaaS software as a service, uh, software as a service idea? When uh, since you can't put a patent on it, you know, Jen. I mean, you're not running a SaaS per se, but you run a service that could easily. I mean, it is, there I could go <laughs> to a lot of places.
1: To I, get it. I don't worry about that." You know, if, if somebody wants to to take an idea and get it out into the world, I mean, you know, all the power to them. There's probably nothing to prevent your idea from being stolen. But it probably won't be.
0: So I think the only thing that you have at that point is execution, right? Execution, execution, execution. Like you it's all up to you to provide the best service, marketing it right to that specific niche target audience that you're trying to reach and and that's really i mean that's really all you you know you have now you have the coding the software might be better when it comes to the software as a service versus like service as a service and that's you know so there's that but customer service is huge the software interface is huge and you know people can try to knock it off but that doesn't mean they have the secret sauce right anybody can make i don't know chicken parmesan but like only like a couple of places are going to make it Really, really well, right, and make it yeah. really, really perfect, Dave. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, the link, yes, the, thank you, thank you, Dave. Comments. And also,
1: you know the the good thing, the good thing about a venture capitalist stealing your idea is they will spend their money proving the concept and you know marketing, and and you can actually steal back and you know and maybe be, more, <laughs> the, be more competitive on something else like maybe a feature they don't offer or a service level they don't offer or you know be price competitive i mean let them spend their money you know getting it out there and making it something that people want and then you come on and compete like you know you need competition to to prove a product and prove that product in the marketplace so if i were you if it's like a unique thing that you don't see out there i would want it to be stolen
0: Full stop. Okay. All right.
1: I just I like to take contrarian opinions and and see if I can argue them. I'm not even sure if I believe that, but there's something to be said for, you know, rolling with the punches and making the best out of them.
0: There is, right? And so Mikey has a uh software as a service in he runs storymore.com. So oh, there you go. That's a that's a cool idea. <laughs> so yeah, he runs story storymore.com is, that, who is, that? is it my storymore? I think it's mystorymore.com. M O R E. Feel free to drop that in, in the comments, Mikey. Yeah, I'm
1: going to check that out.
0: It's all audio 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 dramas.
1: Oh, I love audio dramas. Brilliant. Is it audio dramas?
0: I'm pretty sure it's audio dramas. Oh god, I <gasps> feel terrible. Yes, it's all audio dramas. Yes. I love an audio drama. Yeah, so that's the whole service is like it's like Audible but just for audio dramas. Oh, you have storymore.com now? Whoa, my man. We were talking about this like a year ago about how like you needed to get, uh, you know, how can you get storymore.com instead of mystorymore.com. And that's awesome. Congratulations on that. That is great to, great to see. So Eve says, Super Joe, you should create a platform to protect SaaS ideas. So let me speak to that real quick because – so I think did I mention on this show Jen about the idea of doing a pitch competition on my channel? Yes. And one of the concerns that came up, a good friend of mine, Michelle Talbert, down in Orlando. If you haven't heard of powerspace dot com, she actually uh, has like a she is you, oh you, yeah you knew know her that's I think I met her through you. Maybe. No, well she lived in the D.C. area. I don't yeah. think I met her through you. I met her. I met her through podcast movement back in 2015. We worked together, but we've been like we stayed friends through the years and all. Anyway, she has like it's a co-working space down Mm -hmm. in in Miami, Florida. I'm pretty sure it's Miami, Florida, not Tampa, like 90 percent sure. I'm like 95 percent sure it's Miami. Anyway, down in Florida, go check her out. She's amazing. Love her. And she and I talked about this and she's like, Joe, she's like. The problem is down in Miami, because Miami's one of the biggest, like exploding business areas because of no taxes or no, you know, income taxes specifically. And because it's nice and warm and it's Miami, right? Like, hey, we're partying, we're having a great time, blah, 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 blah. But one of the problems there is that when these these pitch competition happens, people are going and they're like literally stealing the ideas from these out from under these people who don't have the money to fund the idea. So she's like, Joe, how are you going to what can you do to protect that? And I'm like, wow, okay, that that gave me some things to think about. Right. So to me, like I originally was like, oh, well, we're going to do we're going to do it live. We'll do it live. Right. Like we're going to do it live. But very quickly became. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best way to do it because I don't want people stealing these people, you know, these people's ideas like that. Especially if they have to go into detail of like how how this works, not being a a theranos, so they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do like Star Trek blood samples and get every answer. You know, we'll wave a wand over your face and we'll have every answer we need, and we'll and we'll be able to predict when you die too. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well maybe what we need to do is like do it, but we do it privately and then edit the videos out as a series, so we can protect the most important vital information from being leaked out. I don't know. I don't know if there.
1: No, because I, I wouldn't think that in a pitch you're going to be you're not going to be sharing your secret recipe or your like detailed details of your 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 software code or anything like that. I mean, if it's just a general idea, then I mean, I would think that the people that are going to be in the pitch competition can self select whether or not they want to take that risk. Because some of these people, if they don't take that risk and get some funding, they may never make anything happen. So maybe let them take that step. And particularly if this is going to like degrade the exposure that they, that you and they might get from it, because they also somebody could steal their idea, but also an investor could come in and and fund the idea too. So if you're the I, right I don't think you can be it, yeah. that worried about. People stealing ideas. there are so many freaking ideas. Ideas are so cheap. It's the execution that is hard.
0: I definitely do agree there that the the execution is the hard part, and that's why you have to be the right person for that. you know. I always say the universe speaks right, and you have to be able yeah. like, listening for it and and all that and I see I subscribe to the idea, and this is like I don't know, I know Sam would probably agree with me here. That like when you know the theory that when there's when somebody has an idea, it literally goes into the global consciousness, and other people have the same idea. That's how we ended up with like pyramids all across the world, all roughly around the same time when they never when people never met each other, you know, physically couldn't never physically met each other. Wild. It is wild. I mean, I don't know. I mean, aliens, right? But no, seriously, we're all
1: working from one brain. (laughs)
0: Some way. Well, I forget what I talked about this, but there is the global consciousness project that you can go and check out. It's like they do; it's a coin flipping, or yeah, it's a coin flipping thing. So when global events happen, like nine eleven happened, all of the coins kept flipping for like that hour that the towers had been hit in the at the same time, like yeah. in the same way. Yeah. And then afterwards, it you know went back to being random, fifty fifty, you know, fifty fifty shot. So, yeah, so there's things like that and other major, major, major events that have happened since then that that, you know, they've they're not trying to necessarily prove anything, but they're just it's like, hey, this is a weird phenomenon that like happens and we're studying it for the next forever. Anyway, so, you know, protecting ideas, I think is a great idea. Like we it came up before. What was it? Invent help. Somebody asked last week, I think, about event help and whether or not they're like to be trusted or something like that. I would like to do, you know, maybe a deep dive video on my channel about event help and maybe interviewing. If you know anybody that has used event help, I'd love to get their their feedback on it and whether it was good or bad or they stole your idea and ran with it kind of thing would be. I mean, they've been around for a while, so I kind of tend to kind of trust them, like just for through like if they were that bad, how could they continue to operate? But that's not, you know, that's not always the the benchmark of of amazingness. Yeah. Well, it's
1: a great
0: idea, Jeff. I yeah. support you. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Well, we you know, we will get around to the pitch competition thing. It might take a little longer than I had initially planned because I have so many things and you know, irons in the fire at the moment, but we will definitely be coming circling back around on that. One thing i w I don't know, are you pressed for time, Jen?
1: No, I I can keep going a little longer.
0: So I watched so growing up, I was a big fan of I Love Lucy. In fact, looking back on it, I think it really had a lot of influence on my life and the way that I see film and TV and like I I think it I I've, honestly I really like looking back as like as a child, child, like the first Ten year eight to you know eight ten years of my life like I watched that show religiously I probably have watched every, almost every episode if not every episode multiple times like I still remember episodes like fluently right so we I didn't want to watch being the Ricardos and I don't want to drop any spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched yet but I I had a couple of thoughts that kind of came to mind about it. And I thought it would be, this might be a good platform to talk about now, Jen, I know you're a fan of, I love Lucy as well, right?
1: I am. I am. I am. That's why my husband and I sleep in separate beds. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I joke. I joke. Yes. I love Lucille ball. uh, You know, a comedian. She's a comedic genius, you know, so talented. And I admired her from a comedic standpoint, so much. But I am anxious to hear about why you were so anxious to talk about being Ricardo's. I know very little about it. So I'm assuming there is a business component here that is very exciting. So take it away.
0: So there absolutely is. I mean, the whole thing was, you know, based around the business, right? And but some of the things that, that really stood out to me, well, first of all, I didn't really want to watch it. In fact, my wife felt the same way. And this might seem kind of shallow, but it was the Desi Arnaz. Desi Arnaz in the movie does not quite look like Desi Arnaz in real life. Um, thanks for watching, Dave. Great. We very yeah. much appreciate you watching, checking in. And please do check out Sparent.co. Good night, Dave. Good night. So... This so so I was like very much like but it doesn't like his his face is a little like elongated compared to what Desi's face looked like in real life. But watching the movie, I feel well, first off, it's Aaron Sorkin, right, who had done like the Social Network and the Steve Jobs movie. And it was very much his, like I mean, if you have watched those movies, it's like watching this like the same is he just the way he writes movies. And it's very much him. It's very iconic in that sense. So. The thing is, I feel like the na- they got the name wrong. It shouldn't be being the Ricardos. It should be like being Lucille Ball, because it really is her movie. Almost, I would say almost to a fault. Almost to a fault, in the sense that I feel like they kind of shortchanged Desi a little bit. They do recognize like that he he played a key role in the show's development, making sure that he you know it was known like. He's the top dog there, even though he really isn't. And they they talk about that in a business sense, you know, going back and forth with sponsors and what CBS would allow on TV and wouldn't allow on TV takes place during the time. Like, so, you know, if you watch the show, she, she gets pregnant. Right. But CBS didn't want that. <laughs> CBS was like, so we'll just have her holding a, ba- <laughs> a basket of clothes or something and and hiding around behind chairs and things for a couple of months. And it'll all be good. Right. And they push for that, but you know, to not be the case. And and you know, if you've seen the show, that's we all know how it ended up being, which was like the most watched episodes, like like that little chunk of episodes in in the most watched TV show at the time, which was pulling in like 60 million viewers. 60 million. I mean, we're like Shark Tank right now is like one of the most watched TV shows on television. It gets like four. <laughs> four (laughs) like it's insane how that number has like
1: well a lot less competition of things to watch that's true
0: that is true but they
1: have a divided audience now
0: right and but i'll say this like they didn't take that for granted lucy did not you know so bald and desi did not take that for granted but you know I, i just i loved seeing the the business end of it and they had interviews like mixed in with people that were there at the time which was really cool to see. And I actually recognized some of those names because they've done other works after that. But, you know, I I just wonder, like, I think back, like if I didn't grow up watching that, right, that iconic of a show and not just iconic because it was early on in, in television history, but iconic in the sense that 50 years after the show had aired, I'm watching it as a, you know, six, seven, eight, nine year old, 10 year old, 11 year old, Twelve-year-old boy and resonating with it and learning from it without even realizing it, and then adapting those mechanics and that that those thought processes that they developed for the TV show into how I create t- content even today, you know, and and for myself. And I mean, obviously, they've transformed TV in a lot of different ways, and we're we're actually lucky to even have the recordings. That's a, I don't know if you know. Do you know that? Like we're it's it was. It was Desi that pushed for that. That yeah. wasn't a thing at the time because that was a very expensive thing to have done, and Desi pushed for it and made it so. So it's those. It's just so cool to see like all of these like little things that happened that like affect my childhood, which affect where I am today, and yeah. to watch the movie and make allow it to come to life was was incredible. I mean, it it was, it was really incredible. And like I said, I had to suspend my own disbelief because Desi didn't really look like that. He like he looked like Desi in some scenes, but in other scenes, I'm like, that definitely is not him. <laughs> you know, while when the Cole Kidman looked great the whole time, like she she looked like Lucille Ball like through and through.
1: Well, well, you've made me want to check it out, Joe. Thanks for sharing.
0: You absolutely should. The business end of it, it's very cool. It's very cool to see like the how it went. And it, it takes place like during one week of season two of the show. Oh, like, interesting. It, it was apparently the like one of the most bombastic weeks of again, without revealing anything. It was one of the most bombastic weeks that stuck out in the history of the show that that's where Aaron Sorkin decided to write his story and craft everything that fits into that one week. And yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal movie laughed, cried. It's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you got to talk about it, Joe. You got to talk
0: about it. Oh, thank you. appreciate it. I appreciate it. But I didn't want to give up too much either. So go see it. It's available on Amazon, I think. Amazon Prime Video. So you don't even have to like pay for it if you already have Amazon Prime.
1: Even better.
0: Anyway. I know we're over time, Sam, <laughs> Sam and Leon, you know, we missed you, Sam. Glad that you're Definitely getting the, me, the time off yeah. and Leon, I want to thank Leon for, for sponsoring this episode with your podcast, Hope I said it right. Right. Uh, your podcast. Yeah. If you have a podcast that you want to have edited for you soup to nuts, we have that done here for us. Go over to your podcast, See Leon. He is awesome. He, he really is. I've gotten to meet him, spend time with him over several different times. They both live in Sydney. They're both Australian, from Australia, you know, in Australia. Um, I've gotten to, to hang out with them and know them a lot over the years. And know Leon a lot over the years. Phenomenal. And they do phenomenal work. So go check them out if you don't want the nightmare of editing your podcast.
1: Nobody wants that nightmare. And nobody wants to trust their content in the hands of just anybody. But we're telling you, you you can put your content in Leon's hands and know that he's going to take excellent
0: care of it. 100%. 100%. So thank you everybody for watching. We don't have the music this week, but hopefully next week we'll have some music. Come check us out next week at 4 PM or yeah, 4 PM Eastern standard time here in the States on Thursday. Friday, 8 a.m. Australian Eastern Time is the time that we are live on in Australia's future time. Anyway, I hope you all have an amazing week. Me, Sam and Jen will all be back here then. Take care, everybody.